Hello, and welcome to the If We Knew Then podcast. I'm Stephen Sox. And I'm Lori Sox. And today we're joined by Jack and Katie Clonin. Two cousins who are creating a superhero universe that embraces inclusion and diversity. They're creating a superhero with Down syndrome based on Katie's brother and Jack's cousin, Luke. So welcome, Jack and Katie. Good morning, guys. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Thank you so much for having us on this podcast. It's awesome to talk about such a cool idea today. So I'm really excited to get into it. And I know Katie is too. Well, we're happy to have you here. Um, I, I forget how Stephen found your... Oh, uh, I, I came across you guys on Twitter, just kind of discussing things. And Yeah, I think I was tweeting at Mr. Beast. Um, and I think the only like that we got on the on the post was you guys. And I was at a campfire that night with my buddies, you know, just you know, hanging out. And I ended up texting you guys. And I was like, maybe you guys would want to hear about this idea some more. And it's only gotten better. Uh, I think as me and Katie have been working on it more, now we're actually like writing the script and, and thinking like, okay, like, what can we do with a superhero movie um, about the first superhero with Down syndrome? And uh, what we're going to try to do is make it as positive as possible and include as many uh, awesome things as we can and represent people not just with down syndrome but with uh, who are on the spectrum or have other intellectual disabilities or are unique in other ways so yeah well I thought it was really cool and the one thing about this community and and what we try to do on this podcast is to you know just share the information and also uplift uh, the community change the perception of down syndrome which is what I thought was so great about your project but let's start off a little because we kind of jumped into the meat let's start off with a little introduction of of yourself so if you want to take yeah. turns introduce yourself jack you want to go first introduce bit. yourself so my name is jack robert clonan uh i went to central connecticut state university uh for teaching uh and i kind of realized lately that like teaching isn't for me uh i kind of get too anxious in the classroom i worry about way too much about what the students think of me so like doing something on my computer with, uh, with video editing is like way up more my alley. Uh, and so uh, I took a lot of classes um, in, in college where I was involved with special education and we built wheelchairs for kids and we traveled the world doing that program. And I kind of wanted to try to do my own thing and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And then I kind of came across Katie's videos uh, in her YouTube channel. And I got to see my younger cousin, you know, making these awesome videos about her, her, her brother being a superhero and her brother does have Down syndrome. So the videos were even, you know, better because it was Luke. And so I started thinking like, maybe I could make, maybe we could make a, like a professional superhero movie about this character and, and figure out a way to make it really, really exciting for kids so they could relate to this character in certain ways, but also learn from this character in other ways. And I think what we have so far, even the four or five scenes we have fully written, uh, we have ideas for the rest of the film, but it's just something I think people need to see. 
you know, I, when I was in kindergarten, I had a friend with Down syndrome and um, her name is Megan and I'll probably talk more about her later, but they're just the nicest people in this world. They, they, they just have such a different view on life and we get caught up on little drama, text conversations, Twitter stuff, but like, like Luke, he just smiles all day, every day. And it's, it's one of the coolest things to see. And I really, really, for, I just turned 23 and for this next year of my life, I, I want to find a way to bring him to the big screen somehow and, and, and do this thing. And yeah, sorry, Katie, that was kind of long, but. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm Caitlin. You can call me Katie. Um, I'm in college studying illustration, animation, and video. And since ever since I was like 12 years old, I've been making videos with my brother, Luke, um, since he was a toddler and we do anything from superhero movies to detective movies to cooking shows. Um, and when I went to college, I thought I wanted to study illustration and animation, but I soon realized I just was never going to stop making movies with Luke. So I decided to try to make a job out of it. And I really want to just show people that actors with Down syndrome or any disability can be on the big screen and they can be like professional actors. And Luke's dream is to become an actor and I want to help him achieve that. So Katie, Luke is your brother? Yes. Jack's perception of Luke is that he smiles every day, all day. Is do you, as a sister, how do you how do you feel about that? Um yeah, he he definitely is a very happy dude. Uh and he also is a very annoying little brother. <laughs> they, yeah, that's. A, I think our daughter Sophia feels the same. I think that's one of the perceptions of Down syndrome, though, is that it's not a complete picture of uh, a human being. It's these different perceptions that society has funneled down, and that's one of the things that we really struggle. You know, as far as our son is taking taking away those little misperceptions and showing Liam as a whole. So uh, the the whole of Down syndrome, and you've been making these movies with him since he was since he was three. Yeah. Well, my question when I heard about it, and and I did see your tweet, Jack, and what I do a lot of times is I'll I'll search Down syndrome on Twitter and just kind of see and get a, a a pulse of what's going on in the community. So I came across you must have had the word Down syndrome in in your tweet. I read it; it sounded fantastic. And just wanted to get some more information. And the information I got was exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to see a superhero created, but not just in a world of superheroes with Down syndrome, if that makes sense. A world where we're inclusive. And that's what the world that you're, that you're building. We're really excited to talk. You know, um, as parents, the same thing. Before Liam was born, we didn't really have any experience with Down syndrome in my life, I didn't know anybody with Down syndrome. There was never anybody in the classroom, which is just an example of non-inclusion. So I think it's really great that you're creating this cartoon because one thing that's important for every human is to be able to see their story reflected somewhere. It, it, it like validates almost their existence. And unfortunately, some of the places that we see the story of people with Down syndrome aren't in a good light. Or like I said before, they just propagate some old stereotype of superhuman strength and you know the the butt of jokes or whatever it is it's and so it's it's really exciting to think that there's a project out there that's actually going to be a reflection of the community in a positive way Uh, I definitely agree with that um I actually wrote my senior thesis paper about the misrepresentation of people with disabilities in movies and it's crazy there's like 
the disability community is like 27% of the population and they're represented in less than 2% of films, which I just think is crazy. And it gives the message that people with disabilities like don't exist or should be hidden or even when they are represented in movies, they're just stereotyped, which I just think needs to be fixed. And that's what I hope to do. Well, I think that's the thing. I think that's the part of inclusion that starts at the school level. I don't know what uh, Luke's experience was with school, but we could talk about that. But the problem with um, the lack of inclusion starting from kindergarten on is that that's exactly where that classroom takes place is at the other end of the campus away from everyone. So nobody experiences the fact that somebody with a disability just has different needs or different abilities, but that's everyone. Jack has different abilities than I do. Katie, you have different abilities. You know, I we ha- we all have different needs because there's such a bright light shined on. It just makes that the only thing. And then it's not individualized. It's, you know, something to where we can go into a grocery store and complete strangers think they know my son. And those same misrepresentations are what come at us. As new parents, it was really challenging to experience that because I'd never experienced that before in my life where some stranger would come up and, and, say, up and, and say these things. <laughs> and what we've noticed about having Liam in the classroom early and when kids are in a classroom from the beginning, they're not even, I mean, not even close to being a burden in the classroom. They're an asset in the classroom. Because we're, we're always told, oh, you know, it's good to have Liam in a, in a classroom with, with his peers because he'll, he'll model off of the other kids. And I get that, uh, but there's tons of stuff in elementary school you don't want to model off of a typical kid. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff that the kids learn from Liam. It goes both ways, and that's, I think, the hump we need to get past. Not only is should the child be there and should the child be in our society or the adult be in our society, a working member of our society, but they have something to give. Just something I want to say on that. Um, I watched a really great TED Talk from somebody in my local community. Uh, What they did was they actually made a coffee shop. It serves to employ people with intellectual disabilities. Um, And they have a 50-50 employee makeup. So 50% is people with intellectual disability or IDD. And then 50% is just um, people who are helping facilitate the... it's just such a cool place to be. And so I go to this coffee shop all the time. Uh, it's called Beans and Company. Uh, it's in Avon, Connecticut. And it's so, so cool. But I've had a friend since I was in kindergarten. Her name's Megan and she has Down syndrome. And when I was in kindergarten, she would use sign language. And I just thought it was so cool that I could talk to somebody with my hands instead of you know speaking to them. So, you know, obviously kindergarten Jack is like, just thinks that Megan is the coolest person ever. I, I think I actually used to call myself her husband at times. Um, and now they have this coffee shop where she's at the register. She's taking orders. She's working. And a statistic I really didn't know is that people with not just Down syndrome, but IDD in general, after they leave high school, have an unemployment rate of over 80%. That's like a really shocking statistic. That once they get out of high school and they graduate and they do all this stuff, everybody just thinks they can't do anything. They can't contribute to society. And Katie's trying to show the representation of disability in film, where I'm trying to say that they can be employees as well. Luke can be a professional movie actor if he wants to be. Like, who's to say he he can't? And our movie is going to really show that, you know, somebody can really play a character. Like, he can, he can, he's played all sorts of characters in Katie's creations on YouTube. And I think the one 
he really, really loves though is superheroes. It's really cool, especially the video Katie made where they were on a green screen and he was flying like Superman. Like you could just see how happy it made him, like like pretending, not even pretending, but like being that superhero. In my college career, I've struggled a lot with like suicide and stuff like that. And and playing these different superhero characters helped me. We want to create characters that people can relate to, like that they can see themselves in in certain ways and that they can learn from. But that wouldn't flying like a superhero make anybody smile? I mean, honestly, let me ask you guys, because I hear, you know, um, there's a lot of validation of Luke's ability and Luke's experience. And hey, Megan can, she can go to a job. She can do this. How does it feel? You, you both knowing these two people that are com- complete and able and amazing humans, how does it feel to constantly have to validate their ability? Is there anywhere in your life that you have to work hard, so hard to validate who you are being a neurotypical individual? And how does it feel to have to validate these people so much? Yeah, um, whenever I show like people I don't know very well, all our movies are just like, I just, I'm used to hearing, they're like, oh, it's so great. You're doing this with him and stuff like that. But like, I've just, if he didn't have Down syndrome, would they be saying that? Like, would they say it's a great that I'm trying to help him become an actor when he can become an actor himself? He's able to do these things. I'm not like, it's not because of me. It's because he wants to be an actor and he wants, it's his goal. It's his dream, not mine. But people seem to think it's kind of like my doing. How does that feel? I don't know. I just, I would like people to recognize him for his ability as an actor and not my ability to help him as an actor. Because you're seeing a gap there and then you're trying to facilitate that gap. You know, this opportunity that isn't as easy to get because people aren't seeing him as who he is. And Jack, knowing that your (laughs) ex-fiance. In first grade. In first grade, in kindergarten. (laughs) Oh, kindergarten, um, yeah. But I mean, you. This is obviously somebody that you care about, and and knowing. First, I'll tell you that those statistics, based upon the on, that people are not employed, I think that goes straight down to the fact that there. You know, our son. I don't know what Luke experienced, but they have been trying to pull him off curriculum since he was in kindergarten, which means that he. We have many friends whose children with Down syndrome can't read because they're not educated. So there's no way if... The education system isn't preparing these children. Right, and supporting them. Because if you, if whatever your ability is, if they aren't maxed to potential and you're just, you know, left to the side, it's just going to continue. And as an adult, then you're kind of left to become a statistic. That's a battle my mom has been fighting since Luke was in kindergarten. Um, She's been fighting our school district every time, every grade. She tries to fight for him to be in the classroom with other kids. Every single year, they think they can just shove him off into another classroom with all the other special needs kids. But my mom fights them every step of the way. So I think that's been really good. And she's been, she's really opened people's eyes to inclusion in the schools. How old is Luke? He's 14. He's going into eighth grade. Oh, wow. I want to talk to your mom about that, about that journey. I know we've got an 11 year old, so we're, yeah. we need some advice. We need some advice. <laughs> And so, Jack, I think it's, I, I, first of all, guys, I want you to know that I think this project is 
amazing and has such potential and is so needed because I think that even, you know, school age kids to see their peers, they see themselves on the big screen, but they don't see their peers. And it's not just having the superhero with uh, Down syndrome that is, is so wonderful about your project. You have issues like mental health. You have you have different things that are so important that we never talk about. One of the things that I strive to do so much in my son's school is to just create that openness of differences. And so kids, when they're experiencing these differences, when they have these different feelings, if, if they have, especially during COVID depression or whatever makes them different, that that's embraced and doesn't carry some kind of burden because it's just part of who you are. Everything that makes you who you are is part of who you are. And I think it's the way that society judges it and deems it that puts the weight Jack, you were very open with your conversation about suicide. And that's something that's real. That's something that children in elementary school are committing suicide. There's these perfect images that are out there or images that if you do have some kind of difference, it's not always portrayed in this great... We so easily as a society say, embrace our differences. We're, we're just so, it's so great, everyone's differences. But then in reality, it's not that way. I really agree with that because, you know, as a younger kid who's on Instagram and you see everybody wanting to be the, the same like Instagram celebrities, like wearing the same clothes, doing this. But in my honest opinion, I think we should just be urging people to be unique, be different, be unapologetically themselves. Because and earlier you mentioned um, uh, as neurotypical people, I believe I'm somewhere on the spectrum. I just haven't figured out exactly where yet. So I, that's why I talk so fast and about random, seemingly unconnected points. But um, there's just so much stigma associated with mental health. And, and some people think that when you really struggle with your mental health, you're just being a baby. Like you're just, you're not going to work because you're, you're lazy. You're not, you know, trauma. You're just, you're just thinking about it because you want to. Like people act like it's like this thing that you could just put on, but it's not like, this is very real emotions that people are dealing with and struggles. And I think that there needs to be a comic book company, not just a comic book company, but also movies that bring attention to that. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard about the peanut butter Falcon. In a lot of interviews that I watched, Shia LaBeouf got to talk about how this kid with Down syndrome that he worked with, Zach, I believe was his name. He saved his life. Like he healed him in so many ways and was this best friend for him. And Candidly speaking, like when I was going through really hard times, like Luke was that for me, like he was this positive light that was always there, like no matter who yelled at me on Twitter or who DM'd me something mean, like I still had Luke, you know, and I kept thinking like maybe we can do something really positive and make both of us happy and Katie happy and fulfilled through this. I think we can. And so that's my dream with all this, at least this movie. I think that people with disability, they can work, they want to work, they, they can do all these things. And, and maybe that we get rid of that need to validate them. Like maybe we just accept that they can do it. You know, um, I'm really happy you guys got involved with us because I think we could really show kids like you can do anything you set your mind to. A kid who survived suicide three times can make a superhero movie. You know, Luke can be a professional superhero actor. We could do anything we set our minds to. And I think that's what's different about our company is we're trying to just make really positive experiences for everybody involved and show different parts of life. And I'm so excited to do it. Well, I'm so happy you survived suicide three times. You know, but it's, it's hard because if you think, I mean, I don't, I didn't really plan on talking about this, but 
like when you think about it, like yourself, like being the enemy in your head, it's like, it's not like it's a bully at school. It's not like it's, you know, a boss at work. It's you, you know, every part of you. And it's like, you can be your own worst enemy. And honestly, this idea like got me through the worst of that. And, uh, and Luke, I was really sad one day and he was like, let's just, cause Katie has a, a lake near her house and they have a boat. So me and Luke, we just got on the back of the boat. We had fun all day and I forgot about whatever breakup I was going through. Well, first, Jack, I heard you say, I think I'm on the spectrum. That's why I do this, this, and this. And that's the validation that I think needs to be eliminated. You get to be you, period. You don't, and I think the world of social media and Twitter and Instagram, I do think that that creates some false accountability to even people that we don't know for that validation. And I think that that can impede our personal growth and acceptance. But you get to be you completely. No explanations. You know, with no with no explanations. And your challenges, mental health is definitely something that has not been embraced and uplifted in society at all that I feel like there's starting to be a turning point. It's changing. We're coming and from it's changing. a generation. And part of, but part of it is, is that because of the stigma that's there, the personal journey that each of us have with our own mental health, whatever that is, it becomes even bigger because of what we're made to feel about it. So I can only imagine, it's not I can only imagine. So I know that there's a shame. Like if you don't feel other than this, there's a weight and a shame that gets put on you for not feeling this. It would be great if that was gone. It would be great if you could feel open to just discuss and be and have those emotions and get the support you need when you need it. Everyone should have their emotions. We talked about Liam will sometimes, you know, oh. be upset. And it's, I think oh, that's why when you say they're the happiest people that like, well, as a mom, we, as parents, yeah, as we, parents, I'm we do. Like, because everybody thinks that Liam is really happy and they're, they're willing to like give him a hug, but they're not willing to let him in the classroom. And so that's like, um, that's something I'm working through. Well, we also have people that constantly will go, if he's in, in a bit of a down mood or upset, come on, give me a smile, buddy. Give me a smile. But you know what? Nobody has to give anybody a smile. Jack, Katie, you don't have to give people smiles when they ask you for a smile. We could be sad. Yeah, and that that's the thing is that people need to understand is it's okay to not be okay. And and like that's the conversation people have to start having. Like you don't have to pretend that you're super fine. You don't have to pretend you're somebody else. Like you can be you, just like you were saying. You know, I have my own superhero character in this movie thing, and he embodies a lot of that darkness that I'm talking about and different things, but inevitably he's going to get through it to show kids that they can do it. And I just think mental health is really, you're right, kind of starting to take a turning point. And I think people need to realize that it's important, especially after this pandemic, being trapped inside and with our own thoughts and all this stuff. I mean, we just need to be more accepting and there for people and patient. Um, One of the quotes from that TED talk, not really a quote, uh, but just an idea Um, that Kim Morrison had was she said patience acceptance and humor are three things we all need a lot more of and I I couldn't agree more I think like laughing around with Luke is awesome and laughing around with anybody's awesome Um, but but why are we so fixated on being the same getting likes and 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 giving away money and YouTube videos like I think we should be focusing on being different but also together in other ways 
Well, I, I think that you're right. Like every, I always tell my daughter, every emotion is important and every emotion is yours. So you, you embrace them because if you fight anything, we all know in life, if you fight anything, it never works out. You have to like look at it, see it, be there, and then choose how you're going to navigate through it. Because that's a challenge. I have a 13-year-old daughter who's, you know, she's going through all of these things. And I mean, honestly, having a pandemic for middle school... I would have loved to have stayed home from school. It worked school. out for her. So that but, worked yeah. out. So, you know, it's about having those emotions and that's just it. You don't have to deny it, but then you choose how to work through it. And what I wanted to say about the happy, what I've discovered because I have fought this stereotype of happiest people, because I can show you examples of not the happiest person. <laughs> and I don't want you to feel like this is any kind of like commentary or attack of what you're saying. What I discovered, because that's my own challenge, the baby with the bathwater, like, because I hear it all the time. And because, you know, that's what you see. That's what you know. And it's such a overwhelming joy I'm sure that you experience because he loves you what I what I would say is that love that love I experienced from Liam that love that's like that changes you is because Liam's love and I'm sure it's a lot like Luke's love doesn't come with an agenda it comes with a sincere concern I'm sure like I know what I experience with Liam if if I'm upset there's a concern I'm here a touch of the face He'll like touch my face to try to make me smile. I mean, and I think that's a love that's so unique to this world. And I think that's why that love is healing. And I think that is the gift. And it took me a really long time to accept that that gift is there because I was always, you know, trying to portray Liam as a whole person. But if that's the one thing that people take is that my son's love is healing, that's a good thing. That love is an altruistic, real love. And it's a shame that because of the lack of inclusion that not everybody gets to experience that, you know, Luke doesn't think, oh, what's Jack going to think if I say this to him or they're going to think that I want something or, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I mean, as humans, that's part of the reason that we don't connect. I've learned from Liam that I've, I've really in the last year that when I have a friend who's hurting, I ask them. I talk to them and I and I have those conversations that maybe I wouldn't have had. Yeah, before. so many years of you dance around something, you know, like, like or, or, or hey, should, should I do this? How's it going to be taken right? or whatever? And and it's just and that is that love it. is is really a superhero quality. Other superheroes, I wanted, you know, you mentioned other superheroes. We love Marvel too. Marvel is like one of our Marvel really intimidates me now. Does it really? Why does it intimidate you? Just because they have so many movies and they're all so oh. successful and you know. <laughs> but honestly, like I think we're trying to do something really unique with his character also. And that's, you know, not just give him super strength, um, not just give him super speed or uh, we're going to make him his own unique kind of hero where I, I mean, I guess we could say this because nobody knows this yet, but his superpowers are kind of going to be based around like happiness and love energy uh, that he can use. Um, and it's going to be really cool to see him discover those powers and get confidence in himself throughout the course of the movie. And, you know, at the beginning, there's going to be kids who are kind of rude to him, like they don't include him or or they yell at him for taking too long to pick out a donut, I think is where we went with it. Katie loves all donuts. That's in the script. Um, so there's like these little things that happen to him at the beginning of the movie. And then by the end of it, we're going to show how we can be better about it and how we can accept him and allow him to be Luke unapologetically. And I think that people are going to really get to know Luke in the film and they're really going to like love him. And um, 
in the movie, you know, what if a couple movies down the line or however we do, like we have a scene where Luke comes out of nowhere and saves the day, like that would be awesome. <laughs> and I kind of want to do that because that's how Luke and Katie have kind of been with my life lately. And like, you know, I just didn't really know where I wanted to go. I didn't have any ideas. And she's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's make a, let's make a superhero movie. Let's go for it. And let's not look back and let's do something crazy. And it's been like the wildest, most fun ride to wake up every morning and do this. And uh, I really think we're going to change lives. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, hopefully you guys do as well, but yeah. Well, Katie, let me ask you the, some of the uh, technical part of things. Um, so this is a live action feature. Or, or we're at a short at this point. Our film's going to be about an hour at most. And yeah, it's live action and with special effects added into it for the uh, superhero effects. And that's your specialty is the special effects part yeah, of it. Yeah, Jack right? also does that stuff too um, on Adobe After Effects. He's the one that actually introduced me to Adobe After Effects when we were like 10 or something. So when we were been... still doing the mac and cheese eating contest. Yeah, back, back <laughs> yeah. then. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, we both are pretty good doing effects like that. So hopefully with both of us, we'll be able to really do that. Cool thing is, even if we can't, like, even if we can't create these Marvel level effects, they have websites online where you can outsource people to help with effects or anything like that. So I think if we get the right community of people working around this movie, we could really do something special with those effects and make it look completely unique from Marvel and DC, kind of make it its own voice and its own thing. And that's kind of the goal, yeah. Well, I'm sure there's people out there that have talents that they like to bring to you and, and they can reach out. But honestly, I think you guys have everything you need. I mean, you have the story and the passion and the drive. And the truth is, you know, Down syndrome is a superpower. And not. And I hesitate to say that because it feels like a t-shirt or it feels like something that someone would say to me and I would get miffed at. But, <laughs> but it is because I look at Liam and he's... He doesn't have superhuman strength, but that strength that he does have when he gives big hugs comes from just like putting his all into it. And I think that's it. I think he puts his all into everything. He doesn't give like a little half hug. He's like, oh, we're hugging right now. So oh, I'm we're going doing to hug this. you. Like, right? you know, if you're going to hug, like, I'm going hug. for it. Kind of like we're doing with the movie. <laughs> right. And, exactly. and, you know, and the fact that he works so hard. I don't think people understand that about individuals with Down syndrome. They work hard always. Like Liam works so hard, and Katie, you can probably attest to this with Luke, with your mom's battle with keeping him in an inclusive classroom and having to fight for it, which is, I hope that's part of the backstory. Like, I hope that yeah, his struggle to be like included and and having to constantly prove himself is part of that backstory, because did you have to fight for your placement in a class? Jack, did you? No, but our son does, and our son also isn't able to fail in the way that uh, a neurotypical individual would or be like able to fail. Or like our daughter is allowed to fail. Yeah. Our daughter is, is allowed to fail and was allowed to get out of third grade not knowing multiplication, even though that's where it's learned. Her tables, until, yeah. you know, in seventh grade, it was like, oh, I got it. But it was never, it never posed any kind of threat that it of would holding her back or anything, and limit right. her life. Whereas people with Down syndrome, you're born with an extra chromosome and automatically there are these stipulations that go upon you and there's a limit put on your life. 
by society and the fact that we have individuals that are breaking down those barriers, but they had to work so hard. And most of the challenge, though, is overcoming society. It's not because their ability. People have such a range of abilities, and it's not because. Well, look of what's happening ability. now. Like we were, t- we've talked about Chris Nitschich like so many times in his Iron Man accomplishment, and Jake uh, Pratt. Jake Pratt's got a UPS full time job, but the Down syndrome diagnosis didn't change. This is just how it is. It's how a society is allowing this to happen because of their restrictions that they're placing on people with Down syndrome being pulled back. We're finally pulling back and allowing these individuals to not be suppressed. Let's talk about your your film and your project because I checked out your website and I thought, I'm of course, I loved the fact that there was a superhero with Down syndrome. But what I really loved was the inclusion. First of all, it is an inclusive model that doesn't just have individuals with disability. It's an inclusive group of people. But talk about some of the other characteristics that some of the other superheroes have. Uh, yeah, so the superhero that uh, I based off of myself, Swift, she has a chronic illness like myself. And so I'm hoping to show with her that people don't know on the outside that I'm fighting twice as hard just to like walk down the street, for instance, as other people. Like I feel sick all the time and people just don't know that. And I want to show that struggle and how she has to not prove herself really, but she's trying twice as hard as other people just to get through to the day. With her superpower, I wanted to show that she, with she, so her superpower, she has like golden wings and golden armor that give her powers. And so I do want to show that she, she can still be a superhero and just, just because of her illness, it's not like, it doesn't define her, I guess. Stuff like that. Yeah. And then I was, I was just going to talk about um, my superhero's name is like Professor Duality. Um, and he's like kind of a hacker character, which there's not many of these days. So I'm excited to explore that. But he kind of has this um, dark side uh, that he kind of has to deal with and these dark thoughts he has to deal with and these dark desires, which kind of goes back to those uh, negative thoughts I, I had in my life. And uh, he's also going to be very awkward, also kind of like he's on the spectrum as well. And maybe there'll even be some kind of references to dissociative identity disorder and bipolar disorder and mania and stuff like that. So it's going to be like a very different kind of character. Um, but I started basing it off of Iron Man when it started and now it's become its own thing entirely. And um it's really going to be a testament, I think, for kids who are kind of battling their own inner demons and bullies and and, and bad thoughts about themselves or breakups or stuff like that kind of those moments in your life that keep trying to tear you down you know you kind of at one point you have to accept that that's part of you and you have to learn how to deal with it but also like that can give you superpowers as well like it can make you stronger it can make you a lot more confident in yourself if you do make it through something like that and I just think this character is going to be very deep and relatable to a lot of kids because of how kind of the kids and the, what they're into on the internet is changing. But I think that a lot of kids struggle with depressive thoughts and this character could be a way to make kids know that they're not alone in that. We each have kind of a character that's like based off of us. So like we get to interact with Luke when he's a superhero, which is kind of way more fun for us, I think. But yeah, that's that's my character. And then um, we have a time traveling superhero named Bunny Flash. Uh, we have a, a high school teacher with magical tattoos named Ink Girl, uh, which is based off my real life best friend and just so many other like really kind of 
unique perspectives that we're going to try to explore with our characters. And I'm really excited to kind of get into it. I think what's interesting about one of the things that both of you were talking about with the characteristics of your superheroes is these are superpowers that people really can't see. These are characteristics. They are part of you that people can't see. And Katie, you were talking about that you go through life. What what chronic illness do you have? Um, it's called POTS. Um, no one's ever heard of it, but um, basically I, my body can't control my blood pressure and heart rate and all that stuff. And it just makes me feel sick. And you were talking about that you work so hard and you have this challenge or this characteristic, this quality that others can't see. And Jack as well with mental health, that's something that people can't see. The difference is with Down syndrome, people see it. And I don't know, maybe that's the gift in it. You know, maybe that's the gift that's there. I often talk in school and I'll say another child can kind of just go through with their head down and be experiencing something and nobody will know. Liam, he comes in and he has almond-shaped eyes. And although most of the time it's a misperception, can kind of have an expectation there. And in some ways, in some ways, that misperception does help because for the most part, always going to try to bridge a gap or make him comfortable or whatever that is. But the children who, like Katie, you have a chronic illness that nobody can see and you struggled throughout the day, the pe- the children who have those things that nobody can see, they pick up cues on the way Liam is treated. You learn what difference means. You learn you learn real quick what, what you can talk about and what you can't and labels. And I think it's so true. And I think it's such a beautiful part of your your superhero group. And I, and I love that it's inclusive. I think you guys are so brave. Jack, I don't I think I'm gonna think about you every day and hope that you always have peace. You sharing your story is so important and you letting kids know that mental health is so important. It's something we lost a, a, a child in my daughter's middle school last year to suicide. He's 13, you know, and I think it's because we don't talk about it. And any child going through changes, everybody has thoughts and feelings. And there's such a need for understanding and knowing it's okay. You know, I see the biggest challenges are because you have to be happy all the time. There's this self-judgment of feeling anything else. So I think it's so beautiful that that's going to be put out into the world. And also, Katie, I, I commend your courage as well to put that out. And I think that that will create characters that come from a very real and human and place. And super relatable. How are you creating your characters? Is it going to be just like in your face, this is what we do and this is our superpower? How are you, how are you creating that as far as the, the characters? Katie, will it, be, will it be known that this character, Swift, has a chronic illness? Will that be just like your origin story? Will it be something that you deal with? Um, how, how will they be embraced? And Jack, you as well. Um, yeah, so like for Swift, so I'm creating origin stories origin stories for all the characters and so that's really when you'll see them struggling with each of their different things and how they like how they became a superhero but also how they learned to live or overcome with whatever they're dealing with each superhero um so you really have to know the origin stories to know all that about them you might not necessarily know that about them just in the other movies Oh, great. Okay. That's, that's what happened with us when the first time we watched Infinity War, we were like, I was like, I have to go back and watch all the movies because I don't understand a lot. I think I'm missing, but all it did was make me cry. 
that infinity war was brutal <laughs> walking out of that theater where they all turned into dust I, I think i cried so hard <laughs> my friend we were on the way home he was like are you gonna be like okay <laughs> and I think uh, with my character, though, it's going to be a little different because I kind of want this darkness inside of him to kind of be this like overwhelming, terrifying thing at first. But over time, he's going to learn how to control it, kind of like I have with my own demons. So I don't know um, how it's going to work in the film because it's going to kind of show that he sometimes gets lost in his own darkness. Um, So I'm not really sure how it's going to work just yet, but I have a lot of ideas for it. And I'm really excited to see where that's going to go. I don't know if Katie mentioned earlier, but we're going to be doing um, short films and stuff on YouTube, but then also like writing kids books as well that tie into uh, that universe. So I think reading is so important still, but now with our phones, we're kind of getting out of that. And uh, I think creating a story almost like the Percy Jackson books were for me and Katie when we were kids, like getting them so excited to read, so excited to get the next book and then maybe go watch our movies right after or something like that. Uh, that's kind of our plan with how we're going to do everything. At least those are the two ideas right now. Uh, we do want to go to like um, maybe libraries and start dressing up as superheroes to, you know, sign things for kids and get them excited about the weekend or something like that. Uh, we're trying to do something really different. And I think that that's conveyed throughout the whole project. Like what we're doing is different, but also our characters are going to be different and our superpowers are going to be different. And hopefully people won't be able to forget about it when they watch it. That's one of the things I saw on your website were the books and, and I saw the animation. So for some reason, I thought that when we first approached this, that this was an animated movie. I yeah, get that's that. why I <laughs> wanted to straighten that out. It was, yeah. it was live action. Honestly, everything about this, I think, I think those stories are so important to be out there for kids. And I know that we started this basically talking about Luke and the, the key of having having a character with Down syndrome being a superhero is how we got into it. But all of, all of these, because this is the world. You would never know what war people are fighting behind their face and above their throat. Like you have no idea. Like there's so many people who have such unique stories who, who don't say anything. And I think that's another reason why we want to be so accepting is because you don't know what somebody else is going through. And I think we just need to be more patient with people and not, beat them down so fast for, you know, being one way, just let people cope how they need to cope. Like I cope with things by being superhero characters in my head and nobody else in my life, but Katie really gets that. I think we just need to be a lot more creative with how we include people and we need to be a lot more um, kind. And I, and I think that's the entire message Katie has been going for with her awesome YouTube channel with Luke And I just want, like, whenever I'm sad, sometimes I just turn on those videos. I'm like, wow, look at this. Like, this is how I wish the world was. She has far surpassed anything I taught her when we were kids. (laughs) She's the real mastermind behind all this, I would say. And she, I mean, yeah, I have ideas here and there, but she started this whole thing. And yeah, it's all her. We'll put links to your YouTube channel, Katie, and, and we'll put links to your website as, as well. You know, what I like is that the things that are being worked out on a daily basis with these superheroes are legitimate things that we're all working on, not kryptonite. Well, kryptonite is a metaphor, and I never read comic books growing up. I, I do love the, uh, 
Avenger movies and superheroes because I do believe that they create characters that are full and do have different personalities and qualities and do have different challenges to overcome. And, you know, one of the things like the Incredible Hulk says in the end game was I was always fighting these two people. And when I learned to embrace them and I can go, oh, light bulb. Yeah, I get it. And that's a struggle, but I'm an adult. What I love about your project is you get in there at the foundation with things that aren't abstract, with things that kids can can just get and relate to, and they don't have to do a lot of work that's not there. When you're a kid, the abstract kind of gets gets away from you. It doesn't kind of get away from you. It gets away from you. It's, it's an actual milestone in development. Somebody with Down syndrome, the abstract... That can be very difficult. That doesn't... You know, sometimes my daughter will be sarcastic with my son and I'll say, you know, that's lost, right? You know that he hasn't, your sarcasm does not. And that's kind of a superpower because I wish that I didn't like... Uh, the, like deflect sarcasm. <laughs> deflect sarcasm. <laughs> Maybe we should make him a superhero. That'll be his power. Right. That's one of the super, like the superpowers of... But I think that what's really fantastic is this is at a foundation and that's where it's really needed. We, we need to know at the foundation of who we are that... We're perfect and life is a journey and we get to be us and you don't have to wear someone else's label. I think labels are dumb, especially in clothing because I'm now experiencing a teenage girl having to like figure out what size she wears and they're all different. And I try to explain that those labels don't matter. It's how you feel about yourself. And that goes with every label. We don't, we don't need to wear a label. We need to live our life. We need to be empowered to be ourselves. We're always cutting those labels out of the clothes. Yeah, we should and just people, do that in real life. Right. I'm just going to start cutting. I'm just cutting labels. Um, but, you know, it is true. Jack, we need to be kinder to each other. And I think it is a lot harder with social media and Instagram and all of those things. It's one of the reasons that he takes care of all that for us because... Well, the interesting thing about that tweet where we actually got connected was people started saying like mean things. Like they were like, why are you doing this? Why? Or like Mr. Beast doesn't care about you or stuff like this. And like, I feel like there's this huge stigma associated with it and like everything I was doing and like, yeah, why can't people just be themselves and be their stories? And why am I getting yelled at for trying to do a good thing? Um, It's really weird to be a kid these days and, and to kind of, you know, imagine going into a lunchroom and thinking, Hey, like, do I have enough Instagram likes to sit at this table? Like, like that's insane to me. And like, I, I think we're, moving away from what's really important, which is human connection and building each other up and being positive to each other. And like, that's what I try to do in my life. I try to be positive for everybody in it. And I don't know, I don't like the way the internet is going. And I think we should try to fight against that. Well, that's why I reached out and and, and hit the like button on that tweet, because I wanted to show some support. When we were talking about this, I was like, I, I looked at your website and I watched some of some of the videos that were on there. And I said, I don't know this project, but I know that this these are people who are trying to put something good in the world. And I support that. So let's find out about it because there isn't enough good in the world. I love Ted Lasso. I think he's making being nice, cool again. I just want you to know that anybody who's mean and a bully, it comes from fear. Everything either comes from love or fear. And, and those are, those are, the truth is, those are people who are hurting. Those are people who are, you know, whatever their journey is. And the funny thing is, is those same people who reached out and tried to hurt you are people who will benefit from your, your story and your project. And that's kind of the way that, that life goes, you know, um, 
And I can't imagine having to also check my phone to see if I could sit at a table. Um, it was enough pressure growing up, just wondering if people liked, everybody wonders if people like, it doesn't stop when you're an adult, there's still people like me. It's, you know, it's not my business who doesn't like me. It's not even my business who likes me. What matters is who I like, how I feel and how I treat people. And I think you guys nailed that. I think you guys have really found a big hole that needs to be filled and, and I think it's a hole that needs to be filled that would, in, in all hopes, permeate into the bigger hole in society as far as, you know, that hole exists on a, on a, on a bigger level and, and bringing it back to kindness and acceptance and, and that differences, we all have them. And they're amazing. I always tell my daughter because she's very independent and not like a lot of her friends. And it can be lonely. She gets, lo she gets lonely and she gets sad and it's hard for me to watch as a parent. But if you look at all the great things that have ever been done in this world, they were done by people who had courage to be something and do something different. And that's what you guys have done here. And I'm so excited to watch this project grow. And I, and, uh, I love that you guys are young and this is the future. Uh, we came together on the uh, basis of Down syndrome, but all, all the stories are so important. You know, um, having a chronic illness and nobody knowing what you're going through, that I, I know people on that journey and and learning about that can make me more empathetic because you are always having to put on a face and you should be able, and I know part of that face gives you strength to continue to move forward, but you should be able to also not have to be so strong all the time. I think that's probably very exhausting. And, you know, I'm so glad that you're both sharing your stories because I think it reaches all corners and, I, and it's very brave. You two are pretty special individuals and uh, I love what you're doing for every child and also for the Down syndrome community. I think it's really special and great and um, it gives me hope and I thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. It was awesome. Oh, uh, yeah, I loved having this conversation, and I hope it reaches a lot of people. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week. If you're thinking of suicide, know that suicide is not the only option. And if you don't know who to turn to, in the U.S., call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Or in the U.K. and Ireland, call Samaritans U.K., at 116-123. Your pain may seem overwhelming and permanent, but there are ways to cope with suicidal thoughts and feelings and overcome the pain. We are always thinking of you. Please follow us on Twitter at IfWeKnewThenPod, and you can drop us a line on our Facebook page at IfWeKnewThenPod, or visit our website, IfWeKnewThen.com, to send us an email with questions and comments. And you can join our mailing list there and get alerts of future podcast episodes. All these links will be added to this episode's show notes. Thank you again, and we look forward to you joining us on the next episode of If We Knew Then. From the top.